0: Yo, welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live, your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution, color-breaking news, culture, and warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Another episode where we're going to cover that exact topic, which is why I say it so much, um, because I think as time progresses and the theory of the case, which we always say a lot of people find it hyperbolic, but I think as time goes on, it will become incredibly obvious that it isn't hyperbolic, which is like the idea of Bitcoin or slavery. So a couple of things. So it was announced, it was a Bloomberg article. I think it dropped yesterday announcing that and we've heard this word temporary many times that Binance is in a temporarily stop uh, U.S. dollar transfers specifically for the main exchange, right? You know, we know there's two exchanges, there's Binance U S and then there's uh, Binance international, which is the vast majority of the internet, uh, of the volume they're going to stop U S dollar transfers. Now, that in itself, you'd say that's a nothing burger specifically because they, they said it was temporary, right? That word temporary was also the word that Richard Nixon used in 1971. So whenever you hear that word temporary, you know, like a little red flag comes up. So there's that, right? But then connect it with the news that dropped a couple weeks ago um, that said that all, the, the SWIFT system was going to cut off bank. And it, it was specifically, it didn't get into the details, but specifically it was one bank. Right. So when there's a couple occurrences, you know, it kind of makes you ask questions now that in itself also big nothing burger of news. Right. But I'm going to make the case that eventually the banks themselves would make it very difficult to transfer to uh, these exchanges. You know, of course, some people transfer to exchanges to degenerate trade. We don't obviously we don't recommend that. And then there's people that are transferring to these exchanges to opt out and you know get some get themselves some freedom money. And I think you know what? Let's wait to the news. I'll let you guys be the judge cuz I think there's only so much I could say to describe this, but I think that once I show you guys it will paint a much bigger, a much better picture. Uh, but before we start the show, I want to introduce my awesome co-host. How are you doing, Opti?
1: How are you doing? Yo, <laughs> good to go, bro. Um, yeah, man. Not only is this Binance story interesting, but I think you. you what What do you always say? You buried the lead there. Uh, we are seeing. We are seeing uh, the then they fight you stage all around the world, and it's just more and more proof that the banks and the politicians and the bureaucrats are absolutely afraid of Bitcoin, and it just it just just goes to show to me that that bitcoin just stays winning and this is the reasons why we should be holding bitcoin but anyways uh in the culture so we could just get straight into the news because i know you got a bunch going on today uh i saw this article on bitcoin mag and it's a a story about merchant adoption in portugal and i think it's a it's a kind of a a good little illustration of what us individuals as Bitcoiners should be doing out there to try to get more people on the Bitcoin standard. So I really like this article. Uh, I really like this this lady's story. And uh, I think there's a few learning points in there. So this is what we're yeah, doing today.
0: Absolutely. All right, everybody, let's start the show. Lots and lots to talk about. The Bitcoin Numbers brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right, everybody, I wanna tell you about The biggest Bitcoin conference. It's coming up. Bitcoin 2023. It's gonna be in Miami Beach, Florida. Definitely don't want to miss it. May 18th through the 20th, 2023. You can use the promo code all caps simply to get a 10% discount to this awesome, awesome conference. You definitely don't want to miss it. It's gonna be the, the biggest conference, the biggest Bitcoin conference in the world. Speaker list includes. A-listers, Michael Saylor, Lynn Alden, Alex Gladstein, Matt O'Dell, Corey Clipston, Stacey Herbert, and many, many more. Guys, you don't want to miss this. Of course, Opti and I are going to be there as well. Hope to see a lot of you guys in the flesh. Anyways, let's get to the numbers. The Bitcoin price at the time of recording is 22,955 sats per dollar, 4,356 block height. Seven hundred seventy-five thousand four hundred fifty-nine blocks to the happening. Sixty-four thousand five hundred forty-one having estimates. April t- April twenty-fourth, twenty twenty-four. Total lightning capacity five thousand three hundred fifty-four. Capacity value one hundred twenty-two million dollars. Realized monetary inflation one point seven six percent. And the market capitalization of Bitcoin is four hundred and forty-two billion dollars with a B. Bitcoin's inflation rate continues to take fiat currencies to absolute school. I, I, I love highlighting that part because I think it, it really shows really what makes Bitcoin unique and what makes Bitcoin special. Anyways, I uh, have a clip of no other than Michael Saylor for you guys. This was at the latest ETF conference in Miami Beach. I think the conference date was January 26th. And here is an interview with him and Blueberg TV. It's about a two minute clip. I'm gonna play it and then we'll talk about it.
2: Tried different things. We've issued uh, senior debt, junk bonds, when we thought that was accretive. Mm-hmm. We've done convertible bonds, two of them, when that was accretive. Uh, we've issued equity. Uh, we currently have a $500 million at the market shelf registration that's open. And we sold about 44 million dollars worth of equity mm-hmm. and so some we, some we do that and we've also borrowed against the the Bitcoin we have more than a hundred thousand dollar a hundred thousand Bitcoin that are unpledged that we can borrow against and we use some of that to borrow 200 million from Silvergate and a Bitcoin back loan mm-hmm. Michael obviously a lot of attention on your company because of this foray into crypto a lot of folks have embraced it but there are a lot of folks who are also wondering why buy MicroStrategy strategy in it's place of just buying bitcoin or other crypto in and of itself what's the advantage of going through you well a lot of institutional investors aren't able to own bitcoin as property and they don't have broker dealer relationships that will allow them to buy the underlying uh digital commodity so for them they could buy MicroStrategy in a couple of minutes in a phone call and they could do it for their prime broker and our stock is marginable so some some people are using us as a gateway because it's just a simple way for them to get exposure although Other, others are interested in the capital structure because the company is a levered Bitcoin play because we've got about two point four billion dollars of debt at a blended interest rate of just a couple of a percent. So it's a, it's a cheap effective way to get levered Bitcoin exposure. Some people just want to trade the volatility. And uh, so if you want to go long Bitcoin, we're a choice. If you want to go short Bitcoin, you're a choice. If you want to trade or arbitrage all the derivatives, we're a simple choice. And I, I have gone through the steps of uh KYCing with the Bitcoin exchange. Mm-hmm. It could take you three months to actually get the account to trade and buy the underlying asset. So uh and and some people don't have a mandate to even own the commodity. So we really meet a need for institutional investors that want to trade securities with exposure to the crypto market.
0: So shout out to Bloomberg News, right? That was a great clip. And I mean, what's interesting about that is what he was saying is in that and shout out to that question because that was an incredible question. It's like why should I, you know, like why should I buy Micro like why should I buy MicroStrategy instead of Bitcoin? And he said a couple of things. So he says, this is a leverage play, levered play, which I thought was fascinating. But the more interesting part, right, was how Michael Saylor described how difficult it is for institutions just to uh, just to have a Bitcoin uh, position in the first place. Like, that's really, that's really, really weird. It's really, really weird that it, it's easier to buy micro strategy than it is to buy Bitcoin. Now, is that by design? Is that why the Fed has been, you know, I think it's the SEC, right? Is is that why they've been slow walking the Bitcoin ETF? Like, is this why? Like, it's really interesting. I don't know. Just a couple thoughts there. But uh, I I thought that was weird. I thought that was really, really weird. And it also presents an opportunity as well, right? Like, if it's so difficult for institutions just to, and again, like, I'm sure it's very easy for them to buy $100,000 of the Bitcoin. Or million dollars worth of Bitcoin. But you definitely can't deny that it's difficult, at least it seems like it on the surface, that it, from my understanding, based on that clip, and I'm not doubting Michael Saylor when he says that, because he obviously he's, he's a much better vantage point when it comes to this particular topic. Um, it sounded like it's difficult for institutions just to have a Bitcoin position in the first place. That's what it sounded like to me. And it sounded like, look, in the meantime, just by MicroStrategy, which I also thought was really fascinating. Um, and then the, the Nico Jones in me is like, is this why they've been slow walking the Bitcoin ETF? They just don't want companies or big institutional players to have exposure to Bitcoin, right? And then, they, you know, to play devil's advocate, they would say, oh, this is, for, this is for security purposes. Like, no, no, no. You know how many scams have happened in the last couple of years? I don't believe that for a minute. But, or is it a matter of, They want to at least slow down a Bitcoin adoption in the eyes of the institutions. I think that once they taste this, I think it's going to become very apparent to everybody that Bitcoin is a viable alternative for companies to have Bitcoin on their balance sheet rather than fiat currencies. And I think I would make the argument that that's the reason that they've slowed down the the ETF. But I do agree with with Sailor, you know, perhaps in the meantime, buying a company like MicroStrategy kind of, you know, functions as a, I wouldn't call it a solution, but maybe like if you do want exposure to Bitcoin, you know, MicroStrategy is the way to go, I guess. But I don't know, as a Bitcoiner, I would say not your keys, not your Bitcoin and nothing replaces True corn, true Bitcoin. But anyways, I thought that was really interesting. What did you, what do you think of Op- What did you think of that, Opti? Like I, I can't, I I still can't wrap my head around the fact that it's not easy for large institutions to accumulate a Bitcoin position. I think that's fascinating to me, specifically in a country like the US, you know, that that is supposedly the leader of those types of things. Like I, I can't, I still can't believe that that it's difficult for them in this country. I don't know. What are your thoughts, bro?
1: Well, I mean, I think uh well first first before I answer your question. Uh the part that got me the most on that was when he's like, yeah, we you know casually nonchalantly, oh, we only hold 100,000 uh 100,000 Bitcoin. It's just like, dude, like uh, man, I I wish I had 100,000 Bitcoin <laughs> just. <laughs> and uh yeah, to your point, man. Um we know we've known for a while Uh, that the legacy system... Or that it's hard for, for people to get exposure to Bitcoin through the legacy financial system. And I think it's kind of, you know, not to put my tinfoil hat on, but like they don't want you owning Bitcoin. They don't want you having exposure to Bitcoin because it's something we kind of talk about here. I know,
0: but but the problem, the problem I know, is like, I, know, with, I know with that, it's like, okay, but like you guys are, you know, conspiracy theorists. Like that would never happen. But it's like I know. Do you remember? No, 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 no. no. But the thing is, Opti, I'm agreeing with you. Do you remember what happened with uh you remember what happened with Catlin Long's bank, Custodia, right? And yeah. how it was only a couple of weeks ago where the Fed took a year, uh, Catlin Long sued them, and then basically they denied them outright. And basically what Ca- Caitlin Long was trying to, trying to do was he was trying to get a federal banking charter, which would allow Custodia to bank directly with the Fed and not go through intermediaries, therefore be competitive, right? As a Bitcoin bank. And they denied them. So I mean, that's a lot of coincidences at the same time, right? Like, and you got to connect the dots for it to paint a whole story, right? You have Michael Sealer saying it's not easy for institutions to buy to get exposure to Bitcoin; they have to buy MicroStrategy stock instead. You have Caitlin Long's bank custodia denied, and then you have the Bitcoin ETF by the SEC slow walk slash denied. Like, that's a lot of coincidences, and all of those things you can make the argument that they they slow down. Institutional adoption of Bitcoin. So I mean, like, is there something more at play here? I, I could definitely make the case for it, but at the same time, I do acknowledge the fact that we that we are slaves to the news cycle and we have to cover this every day. Maybe <laughs> we're pointing out something that's not there, but I I'll say this: that's a lot of coincidences. It's a lot of things that are benefiting certain people. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know, bro. That's those are I mean, best hey, I, that. I've
1: said, I've said in the past, uh, they want cheap corn just like the rest of us. So, you know, they, uh, I hate using the word "smart money," but smart money doesn't FOMO into anything at all. Uh, but I mean, we've we've known, and and I mean, MicroStrategy's kind of gotten some flack in the past for this as well. It's like MicroStrategy is like the de facto Bitcoin ETF right now. Like w- whether there's an official ETF on the market or not, like most people are kind of looking at it like it's MicroStrategy. But you know, coming back to earth for just the average Bitcoiner, like plebs. Bitcoiners, average person out there, just buy spot Bitcoin if possible. I know your 401k may not allow you to, but, man, you want to own spot Bitcoin. Let's try to avoid the paper Bitcoin. You know, shouts out to MicroStrategy, not saying there's anything nefarious there. But um, you want to own Bitcoin in a wallet that you control. This is what we try to tell you guys to do consistently every single day here. So not your keys, not your Bitcoin. I think that this is the message that we will continuously beat the drum on. And uh, just own spot Bitcoin. This is the way, guys. Take Bitcoin into self-custody. This is the way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This this, this is the way. Anyways, everybody, let's get to the news. We got a lot to talk about. It's going to be quite a rabbit hole. Let's uh, Let's check it out. The Daily News. Brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions, scan and display QR codes directly on the device, sign transactions, and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody, I'm going to take you down a story. So I think the theme of today's news segment is, and kind of connect the dots with the numbers segment, is, you know, you can make the case that the SEC is slow walking the ETF. You can make the case that the Fed was slow walking the Bitcoin bank, the Custodia bank, right? Um and then Michael Saylor basically you know, going on Bloomberg and saying it's very difficult for institutions to get exposure to Bitcoin, I'm sure, like on a bigger scale. And what I'm seeing here also is banks themselves kind of being a little bit hostile. And I know that this has happened in the US as well. Well, this is kind of the latest development of this. And I think as I cover more articles, it will paint a, a, a broader picture of the case that we're trying to make. And look, all of these things could be coincidences, but it's a lot of coincidences, right? You have the ETF, you know, not being accepted. You have the custodia bank, you know, you have what what Michael Saylor was saying, it's difficult for institutions to get exposure to Bitcoin. Right, so it's a lot of coincidence, right? Anyway, so also this, um, so this came out, we covered it when it came out is January 22nd. And the headline is Binance Swift banking partner set to ban USD transfers below 100K, right? You guys all remember when that came out, and we covered it a lot on the show. And we said it was a developing story. We said that maybe this is a big nothing burger. Well, yesterday, so a couple weeks after, this is an article from Bloomberg, and the name of the article is exactly what the title of the video is, Um, Binance to suspend US dollar transfers using bank accounts. So let's get into some more of the details. And again, I wouldn't normally cover this because I think it's a big nothing nothing burger, but I think that if you connect it with other things, then it starts to paint a picture. Um, Binance, the world's largest crypto exchange, said it's temporarily suspended deposits and withdrawals of U.S. dollars using bank accounts and will work to restart the service soon. The suspension will start Wednesday, according to Binance spokesperson. No specific reason was given for the suspension, but bank transfers using other fiat currencies such as euros are unaffected, the representative said. Quote, it's worth noting that only 0.01% of our monthly active users leverage U.S. bank transfers, but that, but that we are working hard to restart service as soon as possible, the spokesman said in an email statement. Other methods of buying and selling crypto on Binance, such as such as via credit card, Google Pay and Apple Pay remain unaffected. Binance U.S., a separate entity that designated for U.S. users, says it's not affected by this move. Um, crypto companies had had difficulties finding banking partners to facilitate the sending of money to buy and sell digital assets. Following the collapse of FTX, banks have been warned by federal regulators of the risks of doing business with crypto firms. And I think that last paragraph is what I want to focus on. Banks have been warned by federal regulators of the risks of doing business with crypto firms. Right. So that language I remember seeing in another article Right. And this kind of connects me with this Coindesk article came out a day after uh, this Binance News. And the name of the article, the headline is UK banks blocking crypto access given fraud volatility, lawmakers told. Bank bosses in the UK are blocking customers access to crypto assets due to concerns over fraud and volatility, lawmakers were told today. When I read that this morning, I tweeted out, I said, listen. Uh, some, some original thought. I said, if they, could re- if they could freeze your money and tell you what you can and cannot buy with your money, is it really your money? Um, social media and tech, uh, technology platforms are cited as a significant source of fraud, but executives told the Treasury Select Committee that new regulations could boost confidence. Quote, we have taken a pretty hard line as a bank on crypto. Um, quote we're blocking retail and wealth customers from transferring into crypto assets because of the volatility and the stability of the platform why is the bank making those decisions for their customers isn't it the customers decisions to make that type make the isn't it the customers basically right to make those decisions over what he or she or they should be able to do with their money right, it's very strange very strange but again if, it's, if it was just these articles by themselves, um, then I would say, okay, it's a nothing burger, but it's the connection, right? It's the connection. So we have the Binance uh, news from Bloomberg. We have the UK banks blocking crypto access from CoinDesk. And I think the big development, right, was, is the hostility towards the Bitcoin and shitcoin industry. And they should, I think the shitcoin industry is a scam. Um, Also, they're in, in their embracement of the central bank digital currencies. And there's a couple articles that were dropped by the Telegraph that I think highlight a lot of things. And then again, compare how they are treating the Bitcoin industry with how they're treating central bank digital currencies, right? It's like they're ignoring all the potential risks of central bank digital currencies, But at the same time, they're hell-bent on saying, hey, there's a ton of risks, volatility, et cetera, et cetera, in the Bitcoin space. So I I think it's more double standards. And then this kind of gets to an idea that we've been making the case for many times on this channel is the people that are responsible for regulating the industry are also also some people that stand the most to lose if the industry is successful, right? So that's something to think about as well. Anyways, the name of this article is called Digital Pound, Possible. By 2030, in bid to combat falling use of cash. Very interesting how they say that, right? The bid is because we want to combat the falling use of cash. Now, I said that Nigeria was going to be a foreshadowing into the future. And I really do believe that. Now, to kind of give you guys a refresher, and we covered this on yesterday's episode in Nigeria, right now, the government has a war on cash because they want people to stay in the system. And what people are doing in Nigeria is that they're opting out into Bitcoin and shitcoins. So in an attempt to stop that, the Nigerian government saying, hey, we, we got to put capital controls. I think the last time I read it, it's like there's a $40 limit, right? So could this be a foreshadowing onto what's happening in the West? I, I would make the case that it's following the same pattern. right? And But I think that there's a lot of public pushback so they're having a lot they're having a lot harder time to roll out a CBDC. Anyways, uh, there's a lot of little bits in this article that tell a lot. Anyways, goes on to say the Bank of England and Treasury will next week throw their weight behind a digital pound as they set out a roadmap to introduce a new central bank digital currency by 2030. Andrew ba- Bailey and Jeremy Hunt are expected to say it is likely that a new form of money will be needed as cash use continues to decline in an increasingly digital economy it is understood that any new state backed digital currency which has been britcoin in the press would sit alongside cash however the plans are likely to fuel fears that physical currency could one day be phased out altogether quote on the basis of our work to date the bank of england and hm treasury judge that it is likely a digital pound will be needed in the future Quote, it is too early to commit to build infrastructure for one, but we are convinced that further uh, preparatory work is justified. A CBDC would use blockchain technology currently used by cryptocurrencies to record transfers on a central on a central digital led- ledger. I'd make the case that they don't need that. Uh, you know, uh, a database will work just fine. Um The Bank of England already creates money digitally by issuing new reserves at commercial banks, but a CBDC would theoretically allow the bank to issue new currency digitally directly to individuals or businesses. Now, what I just read, that last part, is every banker and politician's wet dream. If they have this direct banking relationship with people, they can pick and choose what rules they want to implement they can see what type of transactions you're doing. You bought a gas stove. We don't like that. Potentially shut off your money. Now, this, what I'm saying sounds absurd, but it's already happened. You guys remember the truckers protest in Canada, right? Now, what's really interesting is you go to the end of this and they interviewed, um, they interviewed someone that used to work in the Bank of England, right? And here you get his raw thoughts. And it's funny because his raw thoughts are basically saying, are basically making the case of what Bitcoiners are making the case for, for I don't know how long. So he says, he pointed out most transactions were already digital and served well by the current system of commercial banking. Quote, no doubt further improvements are possible, even desirable, but but none require a CBDC, a report by the Lord's Economic Affairs Committee also warned that the introduction of a CBDC could lead to more quote, state surveillance of people's spending choices, or even quote, financial instability as people convert bank deposits to CBDC during periods of economic stress. The bank and treasury are expected to stress that personal details will not quote, not be known by the government or the Bank of England, with CBDC expected to offer the quote, same privacy as most of the money we use. So Again, we're expected to believe that the government isn't going to use a power that they have in their hands, where specifically in the United States, right, even with the First Amendment protection, the U.S. government broke that First Amendment protection, and it still asked Twitter, a private company, to censor certain uh, certain American speech. So, but we're also expected to believe that they're not going to use the power of money for political means as well. like It's so absurd, right? No one deserves that power. No one deserves the power of being able to print money for free, and no one deserves the power of being to censor another human being's money. No one deserves that, right? And it's absurd to think that they're not going to use that. Anyways, it goes on to say, however, the consultation paper concedes that under some circumstances, law enforcement agencies would have access to users' data on the same basis as currently applied to current financial services. The Treasury and bank declined to comment. Now, it's interesting because that came out, right? Like, they were looking at CBDC. And then not too long after, this uh, Telegraph article came out about two days later. And the, name, the headline of the article says, Hoarding Bitcoin to be Banned Over Bank Run Fears. <laughs> so again, think about how absurd that sounds. Hoarding. You can make the case that hoarding just means saving. So saving Britcoin to be banned over bank run fears under Sonak's digital currency proposal. So, like, how absurd does that sound? Right now, what do you think any rational human being, what do you think they would choose? What system do you think they would choose? Like it's incredibly obvious. If people have a choice between Bitcoin where they're fear that, that you know they don't have to fear about censorship, confiscation basement, or they have a choice with a CBDC, look at one of the things that the CBDC would have. Hoarding isn't possible. You can't hoard, right? And then connect the dots with what they're doing in China already. In China, supposedly the CBDCs over there have an expiration date. So you have to use the money that you earn by a certain date or as expires. Like It's so absurd. like It's so crazy to me. Anyways, so it goes on to say, consumers will be blocked from hoarding new digital pounds issued by the Bank of England because officials fear a run on the high street banks according to a consultation paper that suggests a new form of money could be introduced by 2030. Governor Andrew Bailey and Chancellor Jeremy Hunt revealed a roadmap on Monday night for creating a new bank digital currency dubbed Britcoin in the press that could enter circulation by the end of the decade, which we read in the previous one. Now, it looks like these guys are very serious about it because here is the HM Treasury tweet. And it says the, the way money is being used is changing globally. I agree. People are now opting out of state money, using money that has rules without rulers, with a monetary policy instead in stone. And it's much better money than the money that you guys have. And I don't think that they're willing to, part, willing to compete with Bitcoin on the free market because they knew they would get crushed. So what they're using is they're using the government's power to coerce people to try to use it. Now, what I just said is why I believe you have hostility towards the industry, like this example with the UK banks blocking crypto access, and like the recent example with Binance, Binance to suspend US dollar transfers using bank accounts. And then we've also heard countless, countless examples here in the US of other banks being hostile to people, hostile to Bitcoin companies hostile to individuals that have banks with uh, individuals that have accounts with those banks that are just stopping, like are just closing their banks outright because those people are deciding to buy Bitcoin. Right. I believe, I think that both thing, both things have to do with each other. And again, like it's making the case, right, is that the people that are holding our money, the people, the banks that are holding our money also stand a lot to lose if Bitcoin succeeds. So talk about a misalignment of incentives. And I think as time goes on, it will become cr- incredibly, apparent that, incredibly apparent that they're hostile towards the industry. And I think this is why it was so important to have a dedicated Bitcoin bank like the Custodia Bank. But maybe it's a pipe dream, right? Because they still have to ask for, for approval from the central bank of the U.S., and the central bank of the U.S., I would make the case that it, hands them, it has a lot to lose if Bitcoin succeeds. So it's like this misalignment of incentives. And like I, I went down this rabbit hole and then like it kind of leads you into, OK, so then what's the next step? The next step is just opting out. Like, fine, they do this, but maybe we got to earn in Bitcoin. Like maybe that's like that that's the next step. Maybe maybe the next step is just like peer to peer. Right. Like, are we really going to like placate this system? You know, like that that that's kind of like the rabbit hole that that led me down. You know, I, I don't know, bro, like it's too many coincidences. And then them being so naive about the CBDCs and the dangers of CBDCs. And they just it looks like they just look, look, look another direction. They're just like and then but it's funny because like a previous the previous banker that was there was like, look at all the dangers. And then they're just completely oblivious. Like they pretend like it doesn't exist. Like CBDCs are the end all be all look CBDCs make no mistake, was a response to Bitcoin, right? They want to remain relevant. They want to hold on to their privilege of being able to create and issue money for free at no cost to them that everyone else has to work for. And I think CBDC is like this Hail Mary attempt at being able to maintain that privilege. But as in the example with Nigeria, I think that if free individuals have a choice between money that is inflationary and money that is deflationary, and money that is censorship resistant versus money that the government gets to pick and choose what transactions are okay, I think individuals are always going ha- to choose Bitcoin. And then the next step to that is the government's coercion and attempt to stop the adoption of Bitcoin and to stop individuals from opting out into Bitcoin, which then leads full circle into the idea of, are governments really working for us when they're rolling out these CBDCs? Or are they working for their own self-interest? Like, do we really need a CBDC? Isn't money already digital? Is it really improving the lives of individuals or is it improving their situation? And then that goes full circle to, are governments really for the people, by the people, or governments by themselves, for themselves? Which I think is going to be a very difficult question for a lot of people to ask, specifically over the next 10 years as Bitcoin continues to expose everybody's incentives. Anyways. Just some thoughts. Opti, what's up, bro? (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow, love the questions. I, I know what my answers are, but <laughs> uh, I'll, let, I'll leave that for the listeners. Uh, I mean, it, it's something I say consistently on the show. You know, banks and governments are terrified of Bitcoin and this is happening everywhere right now. And the on and off ramps are being monitored and choked. This is very obvious. And, and it's becoming more of, of a point of contention as we enter uh, deeper into the then they fight you stage. And uh, it's something you, I think that you touched on in the end, which it's like, this is the importance of the, the Bitcoin circular economy that, we, you know, you need to start receiving Bitcoin for your services and starting to exchange Bitcoin peer to peer with your peers. And, you know, like using Bitcoin, not just, you know, as they're saying, hoarding it. Uh, but I really like the low hanging fruit. Um, FUD uh, volatility and fraud that they use. It's like we say this all the time. They're going to continuously use these FUD criticisms until they stop working. And uh, obviously, it's hilarious that they say, you know, like, Bitcoin's good and it'll be out by 2030, but hoarding is bad, like, Building wealth is bad and will be banned and they calling it hoarding like this is absolutely insane clown world dystopia stuff like the only way you can build wealth is by quote unquote hoarding your money and hoarding your capital like what kind of world are they do they want for you oh yeah I remember you will own nothing and be happy like. It's absolutely insane, um, but also i I think there is like a silver lining to all this, and it's something that you kind of touched on. I really like that these people continuously endorse or or rather acknowledge the fact that we need to uh look at money a different way in the digital world like they they keep acknowledging the fact that yes, like the money is broken, and yes, you know we will need to uh innovate in the in the money sector. And yet they're always like, "Here's my shit coin. and we're like, "Yo, bro, like, uh, it's called Bitcoin. Like, we already have it. We've 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 already shown you the way." And you said it, and I've said it in the past as well. Like, Bitcoin has forced the conversation. Bitcoin has forced the narrative. Without the existence of Bitcoin, they wouldn't. They we wouldn't be talking about CBDCs. We wouldn't be talking about uh, a money for the digital world. And this is why. I always say, and we always say, Bitcoin just stays winning. The incentives of Bitcoin just continuously outcompete on the free market than anything the state could ever try to roll out. And this is just the beauty of being a Bitcoiner. Like, you guys are still early. Obviously, we're still early because the bureaucrats are still freaking out with their heads cut off. Like, the state, the state is on its last breath, and Bitcoin has put it there, and it's just beautiful to be a Bitcoiner.
0: 100%. And look, there's some really good comments and I just wanted to pop them up and talk about them. So Frank Ark said, by 2030, Bitcoin has already wrecked them all. Yeah, I agree. That That's two full cycles from now. It's going to be very difficult for them. That's for sure. Uh, you also have Moonshine Fuel says, then they made gold not a currency and confiscated it. And look, And honestly, because a lot of these topics, like they sound so absurd. Like I I was reading a lot of that. I was like, dude, like this sounds ludicrous, right? But all you have to do is look at history and history has shown, right? um, That, you know, they've done worse things. Anyways, so P Man Van said, is owning a home hoarding property. Uh, No, it's not because you pay taxes on a home. So it's not considered uh, uh, hoarding. And I think that's really the, you know I think that's really the thing here, right? I think that with hoarding and people are not spending, if people are not spending, if people are hoarding, they're not, you know, the government isn't collecting taxes. And I think that's kind of the the angle there. Right. But yeah, it's it sounds dystopian as hell. And uh, you know, we don't say that this is the separation of money and state lightly. This is literally what it's it's all about. Anyways, everybody, uh we got let's get to the new let's get to the culture. We got a lot to talk about. Let's check it out. Check out BitBlockBoom. Network with fellow Bitcoiners in Austin, Texas, August 24th, 26th, 26th and 27th, 2023. It's not a shitcoin NFT or blockchain event. Talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin and more Bitcoin. You can take advantage of the promo code, all caps, simply Bitcoin. Get a big discount to your BitBlockBoom tickets. Also check out Unconfiscatable. It's gonna be in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a Bitcoin conference and a poker tournament. Speakers include Tone Jimmy Song, Adam Back, Jack Maulers, Greg Foss, and many, many more. You could use the promo code SIMPLY10 to get a big discount to your unconfiscatable tickets. Opti are gonna be at both of these conferences. Hope to see all y'all there.
1: Let's go. All right, guys. So, uh, very fitting that we kind of touch on the idea of the circular economy today because I saw this article by uh, Bitcoin Mag. Well, it's actually. By uh, this lady, Holly Young, and uh, shouts out to her. Um, it's this idea of we continuously tell you guys, I, I know on Twitter people will tell you, like, oh, or even uh, people that try to FUD Bitcoin, like, you are not early, Bitcoin's at 20 plus K, like, you know, Bitcoin's an old fad, That you're late to the game, and all this other blah, blah, blah bull. Guys, I have one fundamental heuristic. And I think about this consistently. If you don't think you're early, go walk around in normie life and ask people if they're Bitcoiners. Ask people if they understand Bitcoin. Ask people if they're taking Bitcoin. And as you know, Bitcoiner, uh, most people aren't or don't even understand Bitcoin. Anyways, I found this article. And I really like their this this article and this this experience that Holly laid out for us because I think it's kind of something that I will be trying to do myself, but also that Bitcoiners I think are taking up on their own and trying to get more people adopting Bitcoin because we're at this point where we have the freedom tools out there and it just it's a matter of getting people to get onboarded and understand why we do what we do. So let me just jump into this article because I think there is some great learning points here. And uh, this is an article on Bitcoin Magazine by Holly Young. It's an opinion piece, and it's called What I've Learned Onboarding Merchants in Portugal to Bitcoin, Lessons Learned by One Expat Bitcoiner Living in Portugal Who Decided the Merchants at Her Local Market Needed the Lightning Network. So, Bitcoin communities are on the rise in south of Portugal. A number of initiatives are actively seeking to strengthen and increase these Bitcoin communities, including meetups, study groups, workshops, and recently a Telegram group connecting merchants who want to sell their organics for Bitcoin with a client group that wants to buy them. And again, I, I'm going to butcher this, but I think it's Mon, Mon Chique Market uh, in Portugal. They are having um, – it's, it's a – it's basically like a farmer's market that sprang up after the uh, the pandemic uh, lockdowns and then their freedom-loving expat community, and they were horrid. And so they wanted to trade good within themselves with their little community and the commodities available. In- The market are largely edible. But anyways, Holly was super excited when she found this community. She's a Bitcoiner and she dropped a message in the Telegram group for the merchants, inviting them to a free educational workshop on how to make and accept lightning payments for their good services, which is something we consistently talk about here on the show is trying to provide your services, provide your value and receiving Bitcoin. And so Holly took it upon herself to target a group of merchants who are in the position to accumulate Bitcoin on their balance sheets and use it as a savings account. And she got some backlash. She got she got some people that started to call her spammer and, you know, it, it – It hit her in the feels because as an ideological Bitcoiner, you'd hope that people would embrace your offer to help them get on a hard money standard, to help them live a better life. And so in a group of over a thousand members, only a handful responded. And of those, about half were suspicious, negative, and accusing her of promoting a Ponzi scheme or profiteering. Happily, happily, the other half wrote to her, wanting to join with genuine interest. And again, this this is part of the idea that I know we're so early here because try to talk to people about bitcoin try to talk to people about accepting bitcoin and usually you get a lot of hate and people call you a scammer or a spammer or you know like you're an idiot you're part of a ponzi scheme so as she wrote we are as the famous saying goes so early anyways in the end and uh, about 12 people signed up and only some of the people actually showed up and they were small businesses from the area and some international visitors Uh, And since, however, several of the merchants from the market have reached out to request a private sit down. So she's going to go over this information with some other local merchants. Anyways, I think this is the crux of the conversation here. She thought about long and hard about how to introduce Bitcoin. In the end, she settled on talking briefly about Bitcoin as a value proposition as opposed to our inflating fiat currency. And this was a point which especially resonated with our Eastern European guests who reported they had seen inflation of 25% for food over the last 12 months. And I think this is also a very, very good learning moment, guys, of trying to explain Bitcoin in positive light of Bitcoin's attributes in and of itself, instead of just going down the idea of, you know, central banks are coming after you and the, you know, inflation and everything that we do as Bitcoiners, it's kind of back to this idea I continuously talk about of showing Bitcoin in a positive light, being a shining example of being a Bitcoiner. How is Bitcoin going to benefit people? And so she, Holly, moved on and discussed the problems that merchants and small businesses face, Uh, you know eliminating credit card fees, paying MasterCard a part of the value for their for their services and goods, which this is what an average business owner has to deal with. And secondly, and not insignificant to a cash economy, came the need for correct change. This is in a in a farmer's market, open market, and so there is a problem for, you know, having the right amount of coinage for, for uh, the change that you are selling for your product. So personally, the possibility of hooking the vendors up with the Bitcoin community and the Bitcoin community the people producing goods of genuine value is a key driver in, in organizing the events of this kind. That interface will be an important aspect in the future for the success of the Bitcoin community. And this translate neatly for vendors who are keen to access a new client group. And we just talked about this guys. Like, I think one of the most important things that us Bitcoiners should be doing is trying to set up these circular economies, providing your services for Bitcoiners so that Bitcoiners know that, hey, look, I am providing the best money to someone that wants to give me this service, that someone that is willing to give me this service. And we just continuously build each other Bitcoiners up. And so one of the things that she did was she used this uh, Lightning custodial service called CoinOS.io. I looked into it a little bit it is made by bitcoiners that we follow and that that we you know that some of our friends are friend with on twitter so it looks like it's a solid solid uh bitcoin startup and it's the same idea easy way to accept bitcoin in your store it's a point of sales app a web web app for lightning anyways the reason i bring that up is because the way that holly got these new, new small merchants to get on bitcoin is she made them create a coinless account, obviously it's custodial, but people were still blown away by how easy this was and how little personal information they were required to divulge to do so. No address or date of birth, no proof of residence, et cetera. It's just create an account and that's about it. And so what she did is she passed euro from one wallet to her neighbor and they just passed this one euro around in the circle of the people that they were conversating with and everyone was able to experience and create Uh, paying in Lightning and using Lightning invoices. And for the most part, everyone was impressed of how quick and easy it is to transact. And it seems that the expectation before the event had been the explanation of both Bitcoin and Lightning would be technical and difficult to understand. But instantly, a few small business owners committed to accepting Bitcoin then and there. And I saw this tweet by Parman Uh, and it's kind of this idea that I talk about consistently on the show that everyone, for the most part, has made up their mind about Bitcoin. It's too technical. It's too difficult. They've heard the headlines, and I really like this tweet right here by Parman. He's he's taking a little more of a (laughs) savage take right here. He goes, caution is not a reason people decide not to accumulate Bitcoin. Caution is their excuse. The 10 real reasons it's fear, ignorance, arrogance, denial, hate, rigidity, laziness, stupidity, jealousy, procrastination. I've seen them all the ugly side of humanity. I'm not going to jump too deep on that. But my point is usually most people are or have a certain sense of arrogance in regards to Bitcoin. They think they know Bitcoin. They think they know everything about Bitcoin. And so they just kind of jump on these headlines. But Bitcoin is easy. We say it all the time. Like Bitcoin is as easy as sending an email. And once you get people on the Bitcoin standard, once you send them money and you show them, look, just download this app. Uh, You don't have to give any information I'll send you some coin and you go on your way and you're like yeah That's final settlement the world is digital now, but the world is not ready Or is not open to Bitcoin yet. And it's up to us to continuously show people what Bitcoin does. And so following the workshop, there's been quite some interest from nearby villages with local farmers market. So we are now happily browsing locations for the next one. So I think this is kind of the crux of this information as well is since this workshop, I've had the pleasure of joining an international group of Bitcoiners, all dedicated to promoting Bitcoin adoption through education about the Lightning Payment Network. I don't believe much in the predictions for the future as life has a way of coming at you from left field, but I'd cautiously dare to wager that 2023 will be the year of widespread lightning adoption as more and more of us devote our time and energy to helping it along its natural path to success. Anyways, I say all that to say that I also believe that 2023 is going to be a year where lightning starts get starts to get proliferated out in the daily world. We're seeing what Jack Maulers is doing. Um, I forget what the company is, but Uh, We just saw the news this this last this month or two weeks ago about uh, a pilot program to get all these point of sales to accept lightning. And I think we're at this point now where if you are are pushing the idea of like, hey, man, uh, I like what you're doing. Are you willing to take Bitcoin for this? And you show them how easy Bitcoin really is to use. I think this year we're going to see the proliferation of not only the Lightning Network, but of goods and services sold in Bitcoin. And as we're seeing, you know, we're seeing uh, governments and banks try to stop Bitcoin. I think it's very important that we try to do our best to spread Bitcoin, use Bitcoin to the products and services that we love to see. You know, I, I, uh I just became a member of the Beef Initiative. I have beef coming to me. I use my Sats, put my money where my mouth is, and I am I am spending the best money in the world so that I can get good, nutritious beef straight to my house. Like I think this is the future where we've been talking about the circular economy for a long time. Um, in Bitcoin, but I think now is the time where we have the tools. The the user experience has never been easier, and people are open to the idea of taking Bitcoin. So I don't know what what this has sparked in your mind, but maybe you go out there and you create your own little Bitcoin meetup for small merchants to accept Bitcoin. Maybe you just use your Bitcoin to buy yourself some beef or you know, start using like BitRefill or Bitcoin Company to get uh, debit cards and gift cards to your favorite stores. I think now is a time where the circular economy is about to take off. And as we know, lightning simply works out there. So the shit coiners wrecked and Bitcoin just continues to innovate. And I am just proud to be a Bitcoiner and to be on the front lines with you guys and use my Bitcoin, put my money where my mouth is, vote with my wallet and my pocketbook to the products and services that I want to see. The free market will win. The free market is winning and as Bitcoiners, all we have to do is figure out ways to further the circular economy, further the education, uh, or the the education of the people around us in Bitcoin, and we're gonna win. Yes, Mister Robot, it is about time. I know you've been telling me for a minute about the Beef Initiative. I'm finally there. It's coming in the mail. Yeah, dude. Um, I love you know it's it's inspirational
0: hearing these stories because like sometimes it's it's very difficult to zoom out, and I think that you know hearing Bitcoin happening in Portugal like that is just awesome like it sometimes we kind of lose you know sense of how international this phenomenon is and also another thing that I noticed opti is the like the importance of point of sale things you know like point yeah, of 100. sales are just so important, right um specifically if people are still using uh you know like they're still purchasing the, the, and, and again it, it comes to the ease of ease of use right the, the reality isn't here in the u.s too is that like and i know that a lot of people are going to like literally murder me uh for saying this but you know what i'm going to say it because i really do believe this is the case and it's more of a call to action rather than a criticism i think right now specifically in the u.s like it is easier to use apple pay than to pay with lighting. It's just, it's just a lot easier. Like you literally click two, two buttons on the side of your iPhone, even has a little haptic feedback, makes you feel good. Right. And then lightning is still difficult to use. Like, when are we going to get to that point? I think things need to get to that point because I think human beings are just creatures of convenience.
1: Anyways, uh, shouts out to the Bitcoin company because I use them through Apple pay. So, uh, win, win.
0: Boom! Boom! App. Oh, I love the Bitcoin company. Yeah, it's a good company. Anyways, it is a good company because it's a Bitcoin company. Anyways, everybody, let's get to the meme review. Let's do it. Boom, Rex. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboomracks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboomracks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Join their telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboomracks. Racks. Kaboom. Kaboom.
1: All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right guys, so as uh, as we showed or hold on. Sorry. This is the meme review. Uh so drop your meme review score in the chat so we can cover it live as we tell you guys consistently on the show. Tweets are the bullets memes are the artillery. We are in an information war. It is upon us as individuals to spread that information to get more people to understand what is actually happening in the world and get them on the Bitcoin standard. And as Nico covered in the news, uh, the the UK is endorsing their Bitcoin CBDC and saying that it's going to be out in twenty thirty or what have you, or twenty twenty five, whatever. Anyways, I saw this meme by Coinbits this morning on the same thread. I didn't even know we were going to cover that on today's show, but obviously, just in sync the whole time. A uh, Coinbits app just goes Ethereum shakes hands with British government, shakes hands with the World Economic Forum, and we got. I honestly, I. I'm so bad with movies. I forget who this villain is and what movie this is, but it's a Disney animated movie.
0: It's the Minions. It's the
1: Minions. Oh, the Minions. See, Nico knows. Uh, Anyways, uh, he points at his whiteboard and goes, create your own currency and then don't let people save in it. And then effectively advertising for Bitcoin and then he looks at the last board. Wait, what? Hyper Bitcoinization. Dude. This is the way. This is it, the way.
0: Are, did we sync up on the memes?
1: <laughs> I guess so, bro. I,
0: I wish I had so. this meme during the news segment. Make my lo- job a lot easier. <laughs> well, we've got <brought laughs> it in I, the I would, I would
1: have saved like 50 words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's see, the genius of memes. There's Anyways, guys, I've said it in the past, and, and this meme is a perfect example of it. I think that governments and banks are central bankers. Uh, In general, they're some of the best marketers for Bitcoin and as much as they continuously overstep and try to control everything that you do. Uh, they're going to just barbers dry send Bitcoin, and it's upon us again as individuals to be there with that information and tell our friends and family. Just opt out into Bitcoin and take Bitcoin into self custody, and you don't have to deal with all this madness. Anyway, shouts out to my boy Rope, aka at Ropium, and he goes, "Fix the mind, fix the world." And on the meme, it goes, The biggest asset in the world is your mindset. And you can see this person with a rainy cloud on him, this person with some intellects and some books on his head, this one with sports, this one lady worried about her baby, this old man worried, I'm guessing, sexy time. And right here, the no, big that's a shoe. That's a shoe. Is it a bootlicker? It looks like a lady's heel. Anyways, and then the bitcoiner with a bright orange flower in his mind mm, because he has fixed the mind and he will fix the world. And this is something I continuously harp on, which is why I wanted to put this on Ropium or put this meme dupe by Ropium is because if you fix the mind you will fix the world guys get your mindset right and everything else will fall into place and bitcoiners have the right mindset and this is what i continuously try to do in the culture is just plant these seeds that we are winning because we have the right mental attitudes around the world and reality anyways this next one is by at second news And uh, there's a Bitcoiner meeting a random person. He goes, hi, my name is Eric. And the Bitcoiner goes, ah, nice to meet you, Eric. And then he grabs the name Eric and he smashes it into his brain. But the Lightning Network is taking over all of its thoughts. And he goes, say, Evan, want to hear about the Lightning Network? Dude, this is me. This is so me. I'm so bad with names, and all I want to talk about is Bitcoin and fixing your mind so we can fix the world. Anyways, this next meme is by the BTC therapist. He goes, it's BTC or nothing for me. And we got a guy throwing out some trash, and it goes, stay humble, stack sats. And it's got the Bitcoin logo, and you can see he's got laser eyes, and he's throwing away his shit coin, he's throwing away his ego, because he's staying humble, and he's stacking sats, and realizing that we are in a monetary revolution, and all it will take is for us to spread that Bitcoin signal. This next meme is on the same vein. Shouts out to Augusta Becca, and she goes, Hashtag Bitcoin or Tyranny. And we got this super awesome warrior with a... I don't know what's on his head. Is it like a bear, skin bear something? And he's battling a dragon and killing the dragon, and the dragon is the fiat central banks, the great leviathan that we are destroying in real time. Disintermediating is probably the better word. And this next one, uh, shouts out to our bro, Honk Hogan. He's not on Twitter anymore, but I saw this in our Telegram group, Simply Bitcoin. What's it, TG? dot me slash simply bitcoin on telegram and uh, i really like this this is man i am so bad with names this is the keanu reeves surfing movie i forget what it is um anyways he goes you still don't get bitcoin do you it's a state of mind a place where you lose yourself and you find yourself this is the way guys this is the message you will come to bitcoin you will think you know everything about life in a humble It will humble you. It will change your views on the world. It will change your views on everything you're doing. You will audit your behavior, and you will try to stack as many sets as possible, providing value to your fellow man and saving in Bitcoin. So drop your meme review score in the chat, and we will cover it today. Nico, I think you're going to really like this one. It is a button that came off one of my flannels. (laughs) I need to sew it back on. I'm going to... (laughs) I'm going to give it this tape
0: that I use to tape up a towel against the wall because that is what I'm using until that is what I'm using to sound treat my room until the panels come. The sound, the sound panels.
1: Let's go! It it helped. It helped. It It, it, it it
0: definitely helped. But the audio isn't quite there. But bear with us; it will be. Anyways, guys, before we start reading some of the scores. This is simply Bitcoin live. So drop your meme score in the live chat and we will get to it. Check out, check out our sponsor RepresentLtd.com. opti and I wear the merch every single day. I'm wearing the simply Bitcoin camo hoodie. It's almost so that last time I checked the, the, it was, everything was out of stock unless it was like the large size there. We still have t-shirts. There's still hats. Use the promo code simply Bitcoin, get 10% off anything off the RepresentLtd.com store. It is a awesome Company by bitcoiners anyways uh opti let's uh let's put oh up- yeah
1: oh yeah it was point break shouts out to rave elevator how could I forget point break amazing
0: all right let's pull up some of the scores um let's uh let's do let's do uh five scores opti I give the memes okay. one vandalized ATM in Nigeria next one we got hammersaw I give the memes a bullish pumpkin pumpkin powell. <laughs> The P Man Van. I give the memes 7.8 billion fiat brains, not equal to one Bitcoin brain. Very, very nice. <laughs> uh, Nihilus Field score an invitation to Beech Initiative Awards. Biche of the Year nominees: Christy, Ursula, Janet Yellen. Janet Yellen. <laughs> He's making fun of me
1: because I guess in I said Biche beach uh, Initiative and not Beef Initiative.
0: Next one, we got Rope reading the memes. Opti's total lack of popular <laughs> culture
1: dude i love popular culture i just forget it all it's it's useless information
0: next one next one we got uh we got phil c i give the memes one roger ver rage quit very very nice next one mr robot mr robot gives the memes one beef box from k and c cattle because the grocery store is a All
2: right, next
0: one. Next one. Let's try to get through them, Opti. We're running a little late. Bitcoin for Canadians. I give the memes an escape from the matrix by staying humble and stacking sats. All right, next one, Opti. We got Igor. I give the memes "Mun Wallets Blockchain Span. Very, very nice. Next one by Extemos. I give the memes Opti's evil twin nihilist fields for always killing it on the chat. Very- <laughs> All right, and... <laughs> Next we got the buzzer. All right, guys. Also, check out the written version of this show, Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. Shout out to our awesome teams of writers. We're dropping off. We got a macro guy also nowadays. So check out Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. It's awesome. www.simplybitcoin.news and also check out Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. It's absolutely free. Shout out Darth Coin. He's holding it down. www.t.me/simplybitcointv and every Sunday, by the way, there's a there's a Telegram version of Twitter spaces so definitely wanna join the party on Telegram. Anyways guys, also check out the audio version of this show, you could find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Fountain, we love you all. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do, consider hitting that like button. If you feel like we provided you value, consider subscribing. And number one thing you could do to share, to to help this, this, this content, this channel, share this video, share it amongst your friends. Wake up, people. Take agency. Anyways, um, we love you all. The party continues all the way to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're holding down a Twitter Spaces co-hosted with our friends over at swanbitcoin.com. Best place to stack sats. Anyways, love you all. We will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin Live.